The Big Money Podcast. It's your window into outlier stocks and what really moves markets. Don't follow the news. Follow the big money. You'll hear us talk about how big money leads us to the best outlier stocks and how it impacts financial markets. Here's a look through the lens of how we see stocks, markets, and life. The Big Money Podcast. Hello, Lucas. Hello. Coming to you live from uh, Boca Raton. Hello, Jason. How you doing? So today is a very interesting day. Last night was the presidential election of 2020. Uh, as I'm sure everybody knows by now, we don't have an official winner. It's a nail biter. Yet the market is going absolutely bonkers. So I think that's a great place to begin. Like, let's talk about right now, what do people do with stocks after this election and into 2021, right? Because there's been all this nervousness about what if Biden wins, what's going to happen to stocks in this sector? And what if Trump wins? And what if there's a divided Senate? What if there's a united Senate and blah, 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 blah. Does it matter? Does it matter is the question. So first and foremost, I think as we speak, the NASDAQ is up around four and a half percent. The S&P is up around 2.8 percent. Dow Jones, Russell is underperforming. Uh, you probably know better than I where it is. Um, last this, I checked, it was like plus 30, 40 basis points. This might be a record. I think they, I don't know, I read some kind of like, could have been a fact, could have been a factoid, who knows. But post-election, this might be one of the biggest rallies ever on record. Now, I don't know if that's based on points or that's based on percentage, but either way, it's pretty remarkable. There was a lot that's of fear. But that's funny. Like, how can that be? Because we don't even have a winner. Maybe the stock market has a winner. The stock market probably does have a winner. I, I think you and I were talking about it. So what's happening today in stock land? Uh, growth is outperforming pretty much everything. And we're seeing a lot of... Uh, you know, big juice in tech and healthcare stocks, right? And the value trade is sagging. So, I mean, you and I were talking about this this morning. Why don't you give me sort of your insight on that? Because you, you always have good insights under that hat of yours. Well, we, there's always some insight. I think so for people that haven't been following the markets, there's been this huge, massive rotation that's been going on the past few days. And that's been overweighting value and it's been underweighting tech, which quite honestly, you know, you look at the end indices, you can't really see that on the surface sometimes, but you know, you look at say the Russell 2000, it's, I don't know what it is, um, month to date, but it was definitely outperforming. I believe going into today, uh, compared well, to the other indices. I can tell you since October 1st, the Russell 2000. Well, the IWM was up around 707.7% yeah. since October 1st, which outperformed everything else. Right. So, so what do we have? There probably was a big catch-up trade that was happening, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have like all this big cap 
tech growth, you know, the ones that we all know that have really been the beacons of the market. Well, there was a big rotation that was happening in the last few days. And I think a lot of that was because everybody was expecting this blue wave. And then even if Biden wins, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be that a blue wave can happen because you have the Senate is still going to stay Republican, last I checked. Um, so maybe there's going to be gridlock. And if there is gridlock, the way I would understand it is maybe there's not going to be a whole lot of reform. Maybe taxes aren't going to go up or maybe they won't go up as much as people feared. So therefore, who are you going to tax? Probably the more profitable companies out there. And I think that that stress was alleviated. So I think that that's what's happening. I think on the surface, people are trying to figure out what's going on with the presidency. But I think behind the scenes, everybody's kind of focused that the blue wave didn't happen. And so yeah. it's really interesting because I'm in the office of a friend and he's a trader and he's like, yeah, I think everybody is celebrating the Senate. Right. So it's sort of the, the story under the story worldwide. Everybody's talking about Trump, Biden. Nobody has a winner. Who's going to, you know, what's happening but to your point that Democrats did not take a majority in the Senate, and if they have a majority in the House of Representatives, um, if that majority isn't there in the Senate, it does. It creates gridlock. Um, and which isn't, which isn't going to, you know, make, it, there's not going to be a lot of changes, right? And so I think that's what everyone is celebrating today. And it, you know, it's going to be interesting because let's shift focus to the, or, or, or dive into the, the big money index white paper, right? Before we do. Yeah. What you got? You and I were talking about not just the markets rallying and the, you know, the record of the biggest market. What do you expect to see tomorrow morning in our data? The number of- I, I expect that there's models. going to be- Number one, it looks like a big outsized volume day. Like if you just look at the handful of stocks that I look at, ETFs, looks like there's a lot of trading. And then a lot of the major indexes are, are up a lot. Now they're not at all time high. So I don't think it's going to be one of the, you know, animal spirits types of, uh, you know, big signal, you know, buy signals, all that type of stuff. But I do expect that it's going to be a big chunky buy day, which Let's be honest, we haven't had that in a while. We had that a few weeks ago with small caps, but I'm expecting to see that in, you know, some of the heavier tech names. There's probably going to be some that are likely getting I, bought. I think there's one word you could have used. To save me some time? What word would that be? Juice. There we go. I mean, monstrous volumes. We're going to see huge trips. Maybe not as many buy signals, but as these indexes potentially push towards all-time highs, we're going to see more and more juice buying signals leading us to the BMI in the white paper. What would that have, have an impact on the BMI? We would expect it's going to lift and rise. Now, why is that so cool? that we're suddenly seeing juice the day after an election, which hasn't even been decided yet. Right. Because for those that, you know, everyone go read that white paper because you, if you haven't read it yet, the, 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 what is it called? The answer key, the BMI, uh, the answer key, 
big money. The answer key is the BMI white paper. What does it say? It basically says that they dump them before the vote. They buy them shortly after the vote. I don't know what's going to happen today. Maybe we'll finish down 5% today. It's possible. What is it? It's, it's 3 o'clock p.m. But most likely, there should be some buying. I mean, listen, when there's a lot of uncertainty, the VIX, I, I don't know where it is now, but it was around 29. So, I mean, this thing fell 10, 11 points, 8 points, whatever it is. I think these are all positive signs. I think these are all bullish signs heading into this. So I, I, I think that... Well, when, to your point, right? Yeah. Big money prefers as certain an environment as possible. And by that, I mean systemic. Systemic meaning the big system. Government, geopolitical events, you know, infrastructural market mechanics, things like that. When all that stuff is on a sort of set and forget, well, then you can pick stocks idiosyncratically, like this one's a great tech stock, this one's a great biotech stock, this one's a great this. You know, the macro guys are playing more of these, you know, big volatile events, but when the volatility dies down, the uncertainty dies down, now we know Senate's not going to be controlled by Democrats. It almost doesn't matter who the president's going to be. There's been this, whew, this, this release of pressure in terms of uncertainty. So I would expect the big money index to lift as people buy stocks. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to buy the same exact stocks as before. We might see a rotation. But given what you just told us about the Senate and likelihood of taxes not getting hiked and regulations not getting rolled out as easily as it would be if it were a democratically controlled house. Well, that gridlock says game back on, right? It's like the Wayne's world where they're like car and they got to take the little goal away and okay, game on, game on. It's game on, right? Because we might, I mean, we're seeing some of our big outlier stocks, big tech stocks that have ripped for three years, just to the moon today, to the moon straight up because there's capital rushing back in. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good day. There's been a lot of earnings, you know, we're literally, I think we're at the tail end of earnings season or, we're, you know, uh, most of it's been done, the ones of the stocks that we look at. So I think earnings matters now. I think a week ago, two weeks ago, it didn't necessarily matter because you had this big election, you know, what are we going to do? Are we big buying growth? Are we selling growth? Yeah, it's just, it's just volatile is really what it is. So I think people can now start to relax. They can start, you know, planning ahead. I, I'm assuming money managers are going to, they're probably doing a lot of stuff today. Who knows? But I think this kind of sets up this type of market sets up to what you want to speak about today. And what you're talking about earlier is what do we, what do you do? Right. Yeah. What do you do after the election with your investments? Yeah. You know, I think here's the one overwhelming thing we have seen and, you know, at risk of sounding like a broken record, it's the same thing. I think I typed it in a chat this morning. LeBron is going to be the king of basketball, regardless if there's a new NBA commissioner or not, or if they roll out new rules or not, or if, you know, 
there is some even major impact that causes there to be an extra player on teams from now on, something so unique, he's still going to be an outlier. Yeah. So the qualities that separate outlier stocks are going to happen irrespective of who's in the White House, who's making policy decisions. You know, because if you built a better mousetrap and you figured out the recipe to yep. make money and give the people what they want, even if you have to pay some extra taxes or there might be additional regulation, your business model is usually pretty sound. So, you know, what do you do after the election? I think, you know, for my money, now's a great time to be looking at the map 50 for the past six months. What stocks have been constant, uh, constantly appearing on, the, on our top 20 reports for the past six months, because if there is no systemic change, regardless of who's op occupying the Oval Office, well, then these stocks are gonna continue to be outliers and collect some capital. So I think that's a great place to start. You know, let's identify the outliers. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. You've got, I think the last week or two, there's kind of been a different flavor to the, the top 20 each week, you know, normally you've got these big tech. I mean, tech has kind of been, you know, the leadership for all year up until the last couple of weeks or whatever. You had a lot of these small caps, a lot of newer names that I really couldn't point to as being outliers. They just happen to be the stocks that were firing off signals for the week. Yeah. What I, what I do expect in the coming weeks is a lot of the names uh, that we're used to seeing as being those leadership names, those big I'm money magnets, yeah. they're going to be showing up. So it's interesting you bring know. that up, right? Because it took us a while to sort of figure that out, that sometimes you could get a top 20, has a bunch of new names. Doesn't mean necessarily that the leaders of tomorrow, doesn't mean they're not. Yeah. But really what you want to see is the same names on there over and over again. And it's kind of like, oh, great. You know, I'm getting another list that looks exactly the same. Well, if they're on there, that means they're collecting more capital and rising and, and you right. know, continuing to be those great stocks, which is, again, why the MAP50 is so great. So to your point, if all of a sudden for the past two weeks, because there was a big rotation and capital coming out of tech and, you know, chasing value and all of a sudden these names like utilities and materials companies appearing at the top, they're not bad companies. They're just not going to necessarily be LeBron's. You want to yeah, see well, LeBron's back on. I think these rotations are, I think they can be more harmful than good. They get a lot of trading. You know, people are, they, they feel forced to trade. You know, they're, they're worried about how far can the stock go down? Should I cut it? Should I do this? So, I think also, like, you know, from a, a personal standpoint, and I don't like to sell stocks, um, you know, not personal ones that, that you hold, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think of myself as more of an investor, but, you know, maybe you do have some names that have not been performing over uh, some time period. You look at a market like today, if this continues, you know, maybe you lighten up on some of those names that you really are just like, uh, they're not really getting it done for me. So, right. And I think, um, you know, headed into the last quarter of the year, well, now that we're in it, and also looking forward to next year, we want to look at which sectors 
and industries are going to be collecting capital. Like you said, it's earnings season. We're going to sort of flare out. And then you got end of year window dressing and the holidays tend to be, you know, a cheerful time of year. And there's an emotional component and all those things. The elections behind us. Yes, the results will eventually be known and we will all wake up and have our coffee, like you said the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, life will go on, the world will turn. So where is that capital going to go? Um, again, yields on bonds are, are terrible. And whatever you earn is taxed at ordinary income. The long-term capital gains of the S&P, the dividend yield obviously went down today with a major lift in the market, but still, I think you're earning more than double on your money, holding the S&P, collecting the dividend and paying long-term capital gains tax, Yep. which by the way, was a big uh, election thing. It's going to be very hard to make that go away with a Republican Senate. Uh, so you would earn more on that, almost double your money than holding bonds and paying ordinary income. So I do think there's going to be an influx into U.S. equities. Obviously, Europe and uh, it, it, Europe is facing more COVID challenges, more slowdown there. So I would think more domestic stocks are going to collect more capital because uh, international stocks or stocks with international exposure are going to start to feel a little bit of headwind. Um, and if Trump should happen to take office, I think we're going to have less likelihood of a lockdown here. If Biden does, we're going to have more. But even if we do, these tech companies, this stay-at-home trade that has been so popular through the summer, it's just going to have even more wind at its back. So, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. What, what yeah, no, I think, I think it'll be good. I think the time that we chat next week, I bet there's probably going to be some sectors that show up in the data not only today, probably tomorrow, the next day, there's probably going to be a new sheriff in town. So mm -hmm. we'll be able to see. I, I I was looking at some healthcare ETFs. They were up big, so they're having a big day. So I think there's probably going to be little pockets here and there that are basically saying that, you know, the the worst is behind us maybe, or, you know, ahead of us is a lot of green. So I'm excited about that. Again, I was looking at my portfolios, you know, you go in, you look at your 401k, you look at your IRA, you look at your personal accounts. Always good to do on a big update. Always good to do <laughs> on a big update. And a lot of those names that you, you know, have held for years and you just kind of never, you know, touch them. Some of them are starting to like show signs of life. Yeah. So that's why I like to hold stuff. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, when you pick outliers, odds are in your favor over time. It's not, sometimes it's a tomorrow trade and those are great and they're fun, but even if they do happen, I'm less inclined to sell them, you know, because <laughs> right. if it's going to jump 18% overnight, I'm not just pocketing, you know, that could be 500% in a few years. So picking these stocks that generally outperform gives you a long-term edge. Now, you and I both know and portfolios that we share, we're not going to talk about specific stocks, but there's stocks in there that really I would rather them not be in there and they're not performing and they're down yeah. money. 
But on balance, what do we see? You know, 70 to 80% of the stocks that we pick are up and up significantly more than the market during the holding period. So that's the game. What do you do for the end of the year and into next year? You focus on where the outlier stocks are going to be. You pick the best ones that the big money is buying. You buy them and you hold them. And you yeah. got to sit through this volatility, just like we sat through October, started out with a bang, two weeks yeah. of juice and then two weeks of reverse juice. You know, <laughs> it was it was not fun. And here we are, November 4th, and the markets are zooming. And usually yeah. when there's relief from an unknown and you get a rally, it tends to follow through. It may peter out in a couple of days, but... I would feel inclined to be more bullish into the end of the year than bearish. Um, even though there's major health concerns and unknowns about the economy, it seems like Wall Street seems satisfied to be putting money to work today. I feel like it was one of the few times where analysts and pundits got it right. Everyone that I heard or that I listened to was saying that, oh, you know, if, if, I, I, they were bullish if Biden won. They were bullish if, if Trump won. They basically were just having different. When <laughs> bullish, but... but you, yeah, but usually, you know, I, I wouldn't have been, you know, I would have been surprised if I would not have been surprised if, if there was like a big sell off. But yeah, it, to it your actually point, I mean, turned out right. Let's talk about that. The polls, right? The polls yet again got it wrong, right? Oh man. Yeah. So. 10 points in some of these places, five points. Um, I, you know, I just wasn't surprised. Uh, I'm still not surprised. I always felt that it was going to be closer. Um, you know, team Trump has a very strong base and I can see that, you know, in my Facebook feed with, you know, friends from back home. And I knew that, you know, those people were going to come out and vote. Um, so whenever, whenever, whenever I saw these polls and you're looking at these, you know, 10 points and five points and Biden has a 90% chance of victory. Well, I just, what I, I never thought it was, you know, who did they poll that far <laughs> out, of, out of reason? So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of, you know, the guy I'm with, he's like, it's embarrassing to keep getting it wrong as a country. You know, we rely on this information that comes in. You know, you and I harp all the time on how the media is biased and puts forth their own agenda and the agenda of those who fund them and advertisers and all those things. So it's hard to know what data to follow. But what we find is the data is usually in the big money data. It just is. Yeah. And, we're, you know, we're not right all the time. No, we're right more than we're wrong, I would say, or at least people tell us that. So, um, and, and it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It's just, um, I, I don't know. I was just, it, it's so interesting. You, I can see the dichotomy of, you know, some of my Northeast friends and some of my, you know, Southern friends, and there's just this clear divide. And I just didn't feel like that was represented in the polls. Um, and, and honestly, I, I, it didn't matter to me which way it went, who won, America's going to be fine. Stocks are going to eventually go up no matter what. That's what I think. So, <laughs> but anyway, another interesting day. So it is. So yes, uh, 
please go check out that white paper if you haven't already. In it, we talked about every election year since 1992. More or less, there was a very clear pattern of selling into an election and buying out of an election. And here we are the day after the election, it seems to be playing out exactly that way. So I think you'll wanna, you'll find that interesting. Um, and in the coming days and weeks, you know, we feel that BMI is going to lift. So we're going to see yet another V right around the election day. So that's, it's really interesting and prescient. Uh, the focus should always be on the outlier stocks. Um, we feel sort of the current winds that have been carrying us along since COVID, even prior to COVID, uh, are going to continue. Maybe obviously not in the restaurant leisure space. Maybe that's where you go dumpster diving for the future. But uh, for now, you know, the leadership is not really threatened. We, we had a momentary two-week setback in October, and here we are in November, the very first day after the election, all those stocks are collecting capital. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it pays off to be patient. So... Yeah. It's, it's, it's easy to, to sit there, look at the PNL, worry, sweat, all of that. But I think for just, you know, personal investments, sometimes you just got to take a, take a step back, take a deep breath, you know, eventually, you know, just don't make, don't do any, anything rash. And it'll Wait be okay. It and, you know, also if, while you're stepping back, ask yourself, what am I putting my money into anyway? You know, what is this? Is it, <laughs> is it a, a speculative instrument or am I investing in a company that I know makes the best product and I looked and they make tons of money and they're profitable and they manage your debt and they manage their business like I wish I managed my business if I ran one. Oh, and by the way, the biggest investors in the planet are likely pouring their capital into this investment too. Like if you can step back and look at it that way, it probably makes for a little less sweaty, nervous experience, right? Because you're able to sit there and remind yourself, I'm investing in a business. You know, I'm, I'm giving my money towards a business that I feel has potential to blossom and grow and prosper. And, you know, that is probably the thing that gets most overlooked when talking about stocks all the time, right? Which one's up 15%? What are the betas? What's the alpha? What's the relative performance? What's this? What's that? You know, it's a business, right? Just have a checklist. Go through the checklist. Yeah. Is it a good stock? Is it a bad stock? Does it make money? Does it not make money? Are they changing the world? Do they have a moat around their business? If you can say that, might be one to investigate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, this has been a good check-in. Did we miss anything? Or we? Uh... I think I think we're up to snuff, my man. I think there's going to be some new data that's going to appear for next week. Yeah, so, I think um, next week's going to be an interesting episode. People want to tune in. It's a little early. You know, the trading day hasn't even finished yet uh, on November 4th. So next week, we're going to have some fresh data to really look over and maybe give a little more positive 
not positive, a little more convicted outlook for the future, near future in 2021. But what an interesting turn of events for sure. Yeah, no, it was, it was a fun one. So I was up late watching everything, watching the pundits, watching all the, the data come in and all that. So I enjoyed it. Well, you, you can still enjoy it because no one's won yet. So there you, there you go. go. Right. <laughs> Maybe all you'll right. enjoy it again tonight. <laughs> Fox, CNN, Fox, CNN, Fox. OAN. Tales. Right. Uh, at any rate. Always good checking in with you. We'll do this again next week. And uh, I guess we can sign off. See you later, Mr. Bodner. Hey, and don't forget. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember, this broadcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Investments can carry substantial risks. Before you make a financial decision, you should first consult your financial advisor.